Welcome to the King is Coming Soon podcast, which is produced by Dominion Media. This is episode number 235. Our focus is on national and global news events. My name is Cherub. Please stay with us. You are invited to join us on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays for the podcast The King is Coming Soon via the website thekingiscomingsoon.com and on a number of platforms. I'll tell you about them later. Here we examine geopolitical realities on their way. Our segments are White House Roundup, Israel and the Middle East News Highlights. And we also have updates from the Kingdom of Heaven, our devotional. This week, our special focus continues on the series on kings, their accountability to God. Today's scripture text is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 1 to 4. With the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ, being here for us no longer, have to live under a continuous, low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a fated lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. God went for the juggler. When he sent his son, he didn't deal with the problem as something remote and unimportant. In his son Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the distorted mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. The law code weakened as it always was by fractured human nature could never have done that. This text is taken from the Message Bible. We definitely see that the Lord wants his bride, the church, to be aware of his great glory and power. The marriage counselor, the Holy Spirit, wants the bride of Christ to embrace the groom's mighty actions and to accept what he has done for us. The bride of Christ is required to abide in her bridegroom. Doing so liberates her to love and follow him. Given the role of the Holy Spirit in freeing us from the bondage of sin and the devil, the bride does not walk in condemnation but in freedom. Sin and death are brutal strongholds, but Jesus Christ came to set us free from these two enemies. Therefore, they no longer have power to influence or dominate the lives of the bride of Christ. 
We are a peculiar people. We live in hope. We are the beautiful, clean and waiting bride of Christ. In today's devotional, we'll be focusing our attention on From Cyrus to Darius. The book of Ezra illustrates how foreign leaders have impacted Judah's internal affairs. Please stay tuned. This is the week of a series on kings, their accountability to God. We'll take a break to tell you of one of the churches that has endorsed our program today. Our first segment comes to you with the compliments of the Cartwright's Gospel Chapel, located in the settlement of Cartwright, Long Island, Bahamas. The elders are Elder Dadridge Hunt and Brother Jeffrey Knowles. The Cartwright's Gospel Chapel meets for one service on Sunday mornings. It is for the breaking of bread for one hour from 10.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. For more information, please call Elder Hunt at 1242-337-0029 or Brother Jeff at 1242-337-0176. Please make plans to attend this week. The brothers and sisters are truly warm and friendly. Welcome back to the podcast. The King is Coming Soon. This is episode number 235. Our focus is on national and global news events. In our first segment, White House Roundup, the White House released a fact sheet on the executive order issued by the President of the United States on Wednesday concerning cryptocurrencies and other similar digital assets. The White House submitted that President Joseph Biden signed an executive order on ensuring responsible innovation in digital assets. The White House emphasized that digital assets, including cryptocurrencies, have seen explosive growth in recent years, surpassing a $3 trillion market cap last November and up from $14 billion just five years prior. They also added that surveys suggest that around 16% of adult Americans, approximately 40 million people, have invested in, traded, or used cryptocurrencies. Over 100 countries are exploring or piloting central bank digital currencies, CBDCs, a digital form of a country's sovereign currency. The White House further elaborated 
that the rise in digital assets creates an opportunity to reinforce American leadership in the global financial system and at the technological frontier, but also has substantial implications for consumer protection, financial stability, national security and climate risks. The White House added that the United States must maintain technological leadership in this rapidly growing space, supporting innovation while mitigating the risks for consumers, businesses, the broader financial system and the climate. And it must play a leading role in international engagement and global governance of digital assets consistent with democratic values and the US global competitiveness. In closing, the White House argued that President Biden's executive order outlined the first ever whole of government approach to addressing the risks and harnessing the potential benefits of digital assets and their underlying technology. The order lays out a national policy for digital assets across six key priorities, consumer and investor protection, financial stability, illicit finance, US leadership in the global financial system, and economic competitiveness financial inclusion and responsible innovation. We'll take our second break. In this segment, we flag the South Road Full Gospel Assembly in Georgetown, Guyana, South America. The Full Gospel Assembly is located at 242 South Road and Albert Street, Georgetown. The pastor is Pastor Desmond Rogers. The Full Gospel Assembly meets twice on Sundays. In the mornings, first at 7 a.m. and then at 10 a.m. Persons who are unable to attend church in person can log on at the 10 o'clock service via Zoom to participate at that time. To contact the Full Gospel Assembly, you can call their office from Mondays to Fridays at the number 592-226-8877 between the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. or send an email at the address South Road FG Assembly at gmail.com. At the Full Gospel Church, you will be warmly welcomed. Welcome back to the Dominion Media. The King is Coming Soon podcast. Our focus today is on national and global news events. In our second segment, 
Israel and the Middle East news highlights. The Israel Ministry of Foreign Affairs reported on the President of Israel's visit to Turkey on Wednesday, March 9th. After a broken relationship that lasted for several years between the two states. The Israel Ministry of Foreign Affairs noted that President Isaac Herzog met on Wednesday with Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan at the presidential complex in Ankara. Accordingly, President Herzog told the Turkish President that his invitation and the President of Israel's visit represent a continuation of the welcome dialogue and contact that he initiated from the moment the Israeli president entered the presidency in Israel. President Herzog observed that their people's relationship was an ancient one with strong historical religious and cultural roots. He added that the long line of magnificent Jewish leaders, rabbis, poets, sages, merchants, and entrepreneurs represents only part of the Jewish people's history in Turkey. President Herzog stated further that, unfortunately, relations between the two countries have experienced something of a drought in recent years. Nevertheless, the President of Israel added that he believed that the relationship between their countries will be judged by deeds reflecting a spirit of mutual respect and will enable them to better confront the regional and global challenges that are common to them all. In addition, President Herzog reminded the Turkish president that his foreign minister will visit Israel in the next month and will surely hold talks with the Israeli foreign minister about building these mechanisms and the agenda that the president of Turkey described at length in all fields and both sides will try to promote dialogue and examine it through deeds, noted the president of Israel. Lastly, the Israel president commented that the two states must agree in advance that they will not agree on everything. Such is the matter of a relationship with a past as rich as theirs, but they shall aspire to solve their disagreements with mutual respect and goodwill by means of the proper mechanisms and institutions which they shall develop together and with their sights together on a common future, he hypothesized. You are listening to the podcast by Dominion Media. The King is coming soon. We are examining national and global news events. Today, we feature the book Threads in the Tapestry, Conflict and Resolution in the Middle East. Is the two-state solution the only viable option for Middle East peace? 
written by yours truly, Chair Nichols. It is available at Walmart and on Amazon. You can also find the link to the book via the website thekingiscomingsoon.com. Threads in the Tapestry, Conflict and Resolution in the Middle East can be easily explained in a love story. Please get your copy today to discover what this story is about. Finally, in segment three, we will look at updates from the Kingdom of Heaven. This week, we are focusing on the series on kings, their accountability to God. Before we continue, let's have a quick review of today's news. The White House released a fact sheet on the executive order issued by the President of the United States on Wednesday concerning cryptocurrencies and other similar digital assets. Internationally, the Israel Ministry of Foreign Affairs reported on the President of Israel's visit to Turkey on Wednesday, March 9th, after a broken relationship that lasted for several years between the two states. Welcome to our devotional. All week, we'll be looking at a series on kings, their accountability to God. On Monday, we focused on the Babylonian captivity ended the reigns of the kings of Judah. Consequently, the doors were open for a Gentile ruler's influence over the Holy Land. On Wednesday it will be, from Cyrus to Darius, the book of Ezra illustrates how foreign leaders have impacted Judah's internal affairs. Likewise, on Friday the Lord wills, our special guest speaker will share with us on God's involvement in the building of the second temple shows God will not allow anyone to trample on his interests. Thus, Cyrus the king approves the temple construction. Let's begin our devotional with this scripture text. Now, in the first year of Cyrus king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, and also put it in writing, saying, This text came from the book of Ezra, chapter 1, verse 1. We continue. In the reign of Asherus, in the beginning of his reign, they wrote an accusation against the inhabitants of Judah and Jerusalem. Now, when the copy of King Artaxerxes' letter was read before Rehum, Shimshai the scribe, and their companions, they went up in haste to Jerusalem against the Jews and by force of arms made them cease. Thus the work of the house of God, which is at Jerusalem, ceased, and it was discontinued until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. 
These verses came from the book of Ezra chapter 4, verses 6, 23, and 24. They sent a letter to him in which was written thus, To Darius the king, all peace. Let it be known to the king that we went into the province of Judah to the temple of the great God which is being built with heavy stones and timber is being laid in the walls and this work goes on diligently and prospers in their hands. These two verses came from the book of Ezra chapter 5 verses 7 and 8. Studying kings in the Bible has been a fascinating experience for us in our series. The Lord has taken several months to reveal to us many important keys that we need to know at this time in our generation. These rulers, whether Jews, Israelis or Gentiles, left a mark in their generations. Their legacies were not affected by the time or duration of their reign. On the whole, they were either considered good or evil kings. When they served the Lord, they were good. On the other hand, when they promoted idolatry, corruption, and other similar lifestyles, they were considered evil. Some were allowed to reign for the shorter period of a month, and in the case of Manasseh, he became king at the age of 12, and he reigned for 55 years. Recently we saw the end of both the northern and southern kingdoms, Israel and Judah. These kingdoms expired by captivity at the hands of Gentile kings at the permission of the Lord their God, the God of Israel. Israel was scattered by the Assyrians and Judah was taken into captivity to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. We saw that the Jews were in Babylon for 70 years and then the proclamation of freedom was given by King Cyrus, whose empire replaced the Babylonian Empire following the fall of Babylon. From the time of the return of the Jews, they have worked closely with foreign influences and partners to achieve their domestic interests. Indeed, the Jews needed to have favor with rulers in order to do what was required of them. Nevertheless, it is important to emphasize that God Almighty plays a mighty hand in what goes on in the state of Israel, just as he did in ancient times. So, this is not up to men. In our devotional today, we see Cyrus gives the order at the direction of the Lord for the Jews to be liberated so that they might be able to return to the land of their forefathers to rebuild his house, the temple. However, 
if you were to do some private studies in the book of Ezra, they were other kings that rose after Cyrus that made decisions that impacted the temple construction one way or the other. Let's name names. King Asherus, King Artaxerxes, afterwards King Darius. The first two in this list blocked the construction of the temple, whereas the latter, this King Darius, was used by God to say yes to the work of the Lord continuing. There is ambivalence in the world towards the God factor in the affairs of men, which is very striking. However, in the text we are about to read, you will see two ways God influences situations to obtain the desired outcomes he has in mind. So the elders of the Jews built, and they prospered through the prophesying of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, the son of Edu. And they built and finished it according to the commandment of the God of Israel, and according to the command of Cyrus, Darius, and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. Now the temple was finished in the third day of the month of Adar, which was in the sixth year of the reign of King Darius. And lastly, then the children of Israel, who had returned from the captivity, ate together with all who had separated themselves from the filth of the nations of the land in order to seek the Lord God of Israel. And they kept the feast of unleavened bread seven days with joy. For the Lord made them joyful and turned the heart of the king of Assyria toward them to strengthen their hands in the work of the house of God, the God of Israel. These verses came from Ezra chapter 6 verses 14 to 15 and 21 to 22. God, the great King of Israel, remains committed to governing men directly vis-a-vis his Son, Jesus Christ. When Jesus came the first time, he came in obedience to God as the Savior of the world. In the book of John chapter 17 verse 4, Jesus in prayer tells the Father this, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Thus, Jesus will come again. He will reign as the King of kings over men. So, there is more to come. Please let's pray. Abba Father, who art in heaven, we hallow your holy name. We thank you that you have shown us that the words Daniel spoke to King Nebuchadnezzar are still applicable in our day. He said, Heaven rules. Indeed, 
you rule in the affairs of men. We've seen how you use kings to accomplish your will. And now, O oh God, we are today being governed in most countries by presidents and prime ministers. So today we set aside time to pray for the leaders of the world, wherever their kings and queens, presidents and prime ministers, or other titles given to some of those leaders. Whoever is in governing authority today over nations and kingdoms, we petition you to have mercy on them. We ask you to let them have a desire to know you, to let them come to the realization and that public acknowledgement that the Lord God reigns and that he rules in the affairs of men. Your interests will always be established. And so, Lord, we ask you to help them to know that they are men and that they need you. They need wisdom, they need knowledge, and they need understanding. And so we pray for these three partners to work with them, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, that they would have the spirit of wisdom which comes from God. They will have a revelation of the knowledge of God and that the eyes of their understanding will be opened so that they will govern under the fear of God. We pray for the multitudes of nation peoples around the world, nearly or over 8 billion people. We ask you that the nations will cry out to you in their languages, in their tongues, and proclaim that you are God and that you are good. So help us, O oh God, together to cry out and say, you are God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He alone is God. And Jesus Christ is his only begotten Son, through whom we can be saved. We praise you for this word, and we bless you, God, that you've given us the assurance that you are in control. Therefore, let us fear no evil. Let us not be afraid. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are listening to the podcast by Dominion Media. The King is coming soon. This is episode number 235. In closing, we would like to say thank you for staying with us. You can find the King is coming soon podcast via multiple platforms namely Anchor, Apple Podcasts Connect, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Google Podbeans, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Pandora, Radio Public, Instagram, Twitter, and on the website, thekingiscomingsoon.com. Please advertise with us for a great price. Kindly fill out your request form on the website, the King is coming soon dot com. I'd like to thank our sponsors. Thanks also to Okach for his handy work sounding the shofar. I have been your presenter, Cherub. Jesus, Yeshua, is coming soon. See you next time. Shalom. <laughs>